So the organization section 27 has welcomed the opportunity to make submissions on the latest version of the Basic Education Laws Amendment Bill, known as the 2023 Bella Bill. Uh, this will be now the NCOP, the National Council of Provinces, which will consider an amended version of the bill. Section 27 is part- participating in this process and has shared written submissions with all nine provincial legislatures. Joining us to tell us more, we have uh, Section 27's Jonathan West. Jonathan, a very good morning to you. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum So there's been a lot of uh, social media sharing of of uh, what initially seemed like information and then was subsequently uh, deemed as, as misinformation about the the Bella bill in essence what is this bill about so this bill is bringing um it's seeking to bring some transformation to the the south african schools act and uh, this transformation is aimed at uh, really addressing some of the the inequalities we've seen in the basic education sector so the the south african schools act hasn't been amended since its conception in 1996. So this uh, this bill is just seeking to bring some change, some some transformation to the education sector. One of the issues on social media seems to be that this bill will will aim to take away the powers of governing bodies. Yes. So there's a whole whole conversation happening around decentralization, where that that. Uh, where that argument is coming from is the bill um, allows head of departments to have oversight over language and admissions policy. So no one is taking away school governing bodies' uh, powers to make their own admissions and language policies. What's now happening is once they've made their own, own policies, they then just have to send it to the head of department. And the head of department can't arbitrarily choose to approve or disapprove of the, the policy. The, the head of department has some some requirements and some uh, some things that they need to look at before they can approve or disapprove of of the policy. So it's just creating a form of accountability. Um, yeah. Now another issue, and this is specific to the Muslim community, right? Uh, many choose to do homeschooling with their kids, uh, or they go to normal schools, private schools or public schools, but they take a gap year or two to do memorization of the Quran, uh, which is preferably done at a younger age, and then come back and complete the rest of their schooling. There seems to be information circulating on social media suggesting that if this bill is passed, that this would be illegal and the parents could face criminal charges if they decide to homeschool their kids or to take them out for a year or two to complete their religious studies and then go back to school. Yes, Milano um, Robert, this is actually a conflation of two different clauses in the mm. bill. So the one clause is that uh, schooling is compulsory from the ages of 7 to 15. And it's true that if, if your child is not at school or if a parent is preventing a child from uh, attending school, there will be criminal sanctions laid on that parent. And this is something Section 27 has, has opposed. Um, we've opposed it at every, every stage of this billable. Um, we obviously understand that criminalizing parents doesn't help um, attendance in school. It doesn't help our learner dropout rate. And so, yeah, it's a bit of a, a veiling of the real problem. So that's definitely an issue uh, we would agree with. The second part is the, the homeschooling. So what Bella seeks to do um, is just seeking to bring some regulation to the homeschooling sector. So it's not looking to, um, again, it's not looking for HODs to control what your, your child is learning at the homeschool. Uh, but rather just to to have oversight over it for homeschools to be registered 
and uh, to be checked. Um, and and this is not necessarily aimed at uh, at the at sort of Muslim communities who are, are going about their business um, diligently and teaching their, their children well at home. It's more to do with there's been this rise of these private homeschooling institutions, and we've seen through our work at Section 27 how these sort of sort of institutions can become very unregulated and then when a problem arises in these institutions there's no way to handle those problems so um, problems such as uh, corporal punishment or child abuse or or any any problems that usually we would then get uh, the state to intervene because that's their their duty because these bodies are are unregulated these homeschooling bodies are unregulated um, it's very hard to get the state to intervene so this regulation of the homeschooling sector um, isn't seeking to uh, control homeschooling. Uh, it won't control necessarily the curriculum of homeschooling. It will just have a checkup on the curriculum. What about grade R, grade R becoming compulsory? Is that true? And what's the rationale behind it? Yes. So grade R becoming compulsory is true. Um, the way the rationale is to... Uh, it's, it's been shown that long-term education outcomes are, are far better when education has started at an earlier age. However, and this was discussed at the oral hearing yesterday, um, it is if your child is not ready for grade R, if they sort of haven't reached that level of maturity or you're concerned about sort of social aspects or academic aspects and you prevent your child for, or, or you, you withhold your child from going to grade R, um, there will be no liability on that parent. So what, what essentially that compulsory grade R is doing, it's just trying to extend our basic education sector so that we have more grade R public schools, more, more schools are providing that, uh, that service, and then there's more access for those who want to, to send their child to grade R. The other issue which seems to be of concern amongst especially religious communities is about uh, sexual education and how it features in the bill. What, what exactly does the bill say in this regard? Uh, uh, there are concerns from parents about whether their kids are going to be taught that which is appropriate at the appropriate age. Yes, so this is this is a major issue, and and uh, it, it's something we are are really trying to address. Is this is probably the biggest amount of misinformation that's coming from from the bill? This and abortion. So these two topics have have really stemmed, and and we're not sure how they've stemmed out. But they've, as you can imagine, they've, they've grown a lot of uh, attention and, and it's made everyone very nervous. Uh, the first thing I'd like to say in terms of uh, comprehensive sexual education, the Bellable will amend SASA and not CAPS. So CAPS is the, the regulations which deal with curriculum. Um, and Bella has nothing to do with curriculum, nothing at all. Where this comes from is there is a clause 39 which says the minister... Will make, may make regulations with regards to learner pregnancy. So that's where a lot of this abortion stuff is coming from. And in, in order to understand this, we need to understand that when that minister decides to make those regulations, there will be a whole public consultation process. Um, it won't just be an arbitrary, uniform, unilateral decision made by the minister on learner pregnancy. The second aspect of that is the regulations are aimed to uh, provide access to education for pregnant learners. So not to assist with the, the termination of their pregnancy or anything like that. It's to provide access um, to education because what often happens, because it's unregulated, uh, girls get pregnant and then they don't come to school. And and the, the 
the idea, and this is in line with case law that, that Section 27 works on, the idea is that when learners get pregnant or when women or girls get pregnant, they will still have access to basic education. Um, and yeah, in terms of the comprehensive sexual education, just again, there's nothing on curriculum and available. Um, Bella won't change the curriculum. Um, the curriculum will stay the same. The curriculum is regulated by CAP. Well, finally then, Jonathan, what's the process uh, from here onwards? I mean, you speak about hearings. It's at the NCOP. Uh, can public organizations, can ordinary citizens still make input? When, all the, when does all of this become final? Yes, my, my big recommendation is if you still want to have your voice heard, um, try and attend the public hearings. Um, the date can be found on the government website. I believe in Gauteng, there is still one more hearing this week. Western Cape hasn't started public hearings, so if you have any Western Cape listeners, uh, they can just look out for notice of when those hearings will be, and I believe Eastern Cape is coming within the first two weeks of March. So Eastern Cape, Western Cape, look out for the public hearings. Um, before you attend the public hearing, my, my big recommendation is that you read the available, read it yourself, don't let someone tell you what's in the bill, read it yourself. If you have a problem with the the clause that, that uh, has head of, head of departments oversight in language and admissions policies, find that clause, it's clause four and five, take that clause to the hearing and submit on a substantive basis. So we really need public engagement with this bill. Um, and if you have issues, if you have concerns, I recommend you, you read the bill thoroughly and bring those concerns with a substantive basis so that you know which clause you're upset about and give your reasons for it. Um, if you, if you don't have a substantive basis, it's very hard to make submissions on our own hearings. Um, the steps following that, uh, the portfolio committee in the NCOP on education, they will take this bill, they will take all the submissions, and they will begin a process of making amendments. So they'll look at what everyone in the public has said. Um, written submissions have also been submitted. And then they will use those, those consultations, that public engagement to finalize the bill, It'll go to the NCOP to vote, and once that's finalised, then we send it to presidency to be signed. All right, Jonathan, shukran for your time. We really appreciate it. Shukran, shukran. Assalamu alaikum. Jonathan West from Section 27 explaining to us about some of um, the key areas of debate around the Bella.